0: Welcome to the Access Consciousness Radio Show. We'll help you find that awareness with tools that actually work. Now, here are your hosts, the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here.
1: Welcome
0: to. Hi, everybody. It's Gary Douglas, founder of Access
2: Consciousness, and Dr. Dane here. Nice to be with you on the Access Consciousness show on
3: Voice America. How y'all doing, beautiful world? We are here to uh, enliven, expand, enjoy, uh, increase your joyful possibilities and talk about and to talk about it. Yeah. Okay, good. And, so it's uh, like so
2: the conversation today, the the thing we're going to talk about today is where did access come from and how, you know where did it get created and how does it get created now? Cuz everybody's always asking me, so where did this start? Where did this come from? And then they want to know, well, are you still doing that? No.
3: Yeah no yeah because yeah. let, let's fast forward to today where literally we're in forty seven forty eight forty nine countries oh, around right. the world. Last Can't number. wait till it hits fifty. You know that'll be a cool a cool milestone. But literally, it's forty eight countries around the world, and you know we have uh, somewhere around two thousand to three thousand depending on the day uh, bars facilitators. We've got three hundred certified facilitators that do the foundation level one classes. So. The, in a sense, it's a bit of a worldwide movement that we have going on with people using these tools all around the world. And
2: uh, how would we get there, my friend? I, I like that, that you call us a movement. I didn't know we were a movement. Well, you know how is that like a bowel movement?
3: Well, that's what I was thinking. I okay. was thinking, you know, it's a result of having plenty of fiber and fluids. Uh, ah, yeah. yeah. In other words, everything so there, you say is full of shit. Well, so, that, no? okay. maybe… Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you have good movement, it's easy.
2: Oh, it's easy. You know, like our yeah, okay, mantra, all of
3: life comes with ease and joy and glory. Not pain, suffering, and glory. Right. And then, of uh, course, you know, given our previous conversation, it could be ooze joy and glory. Yeah, you go. You know, that would be nice. It's yeah. nice when you ooze through life.
2: So, so uh, yeah, so people have asked, you know, where did this come from? And basically what it boils down to is this occurred originally because I was channeling. And I decided that channeling was really cool. And I wanted to be a channel because being a channel meant I was really cool. And, you know, it's like I'd always wanted to be cool my whole life because I'd always been a uncool. geek and a dweeb. Oh, yeah. You were the weird I was, guy. I was a, geep, a geek a and geek. a dweeb. You were a geep. I was a geeb. I like it. you know. <laughs> and you weren't even Middle Eastern. No, nope, mm-hmm. I wasn't.
3: We have a guy that works for do. us named Sucky. Sucky. Which, and, yeah. you know, anyway, I digress. Anyway. As I often do. Yes,
2: I know that's so. What you were it was you were like. a geeb, so I was a geeb, and so I wanted to be cool, and cool was channeling and stuff like that. So, now, if you are in
3: another part of the world, you are like that was cool. Hey, man, he's from California. So am I, yeah. I actually. Well, actually, he was from Missouri
2: originally, yeah. But it's like I was been born California in California my whole state. life, and it's like you know, so it's like here I am in California, and it's like what is being cool is being on the far fringe edge of things. And, you know, you're supposed to be a fringy. Actually, when I, you know, I don't know what I told you name, but when I was uh, first in, in uh, junior high, my, my textbook for California history said, California is the, the state with the largest number of nuts, quacks, and queers. <laughs> wow. And that's what it said in my history. Wow. Day. And I went, wow. In the history book. In the history book. Oh. It's like, of course, that would be politically politically incorrect today, but they did say that. Apparently, times have changed. So, yes, thank goodness. That, that, thank goodness. And so, at any rate, here I was, and I was, I started channeling, and I thought, oh, good. I can now be just a cool guy who sits around with his eyes closed and does a cult couple of oomings and that kind of stuff, and, and I would oom um my way through life, and... Suddenly, this information started to come through about the bars and the stuff on the head. and it's like I was channeling this guy who was called Novian and and he he didn't he wasn't called Novian. He said, "If you must call us, call us Novian. We are a group." And so I would channel him except that on a really hot day on a you know thirty two degree day or a ninety degree day, I'd come back into my body after him, you know, them channeling, and I would. Ha- it would take me so long to get my body heat back up, my heart rate back up, and all that kind of stuff. I'd have to wear down blankets on a 32 degree day or a 90 degree day in order to just feel normal. And they would breathe about once every 20 minutes, and that was it. So it's like uh, a lot of talking for 20 minutes with no air. So it really was a very strange experience. And I went. And so I thought, oh, God, if I can't get this through the guy I'm channeling, and that was Rasputin at the time. And the nice thing about channeling somebody like Rasputin is you're not exactly willing to be trusting. Because it's like, you know, all I knew about him, he was was the mad monk of Moscow. He he was basically Rasputin did sex, drugs, and rock and roll for his time. Yeah. He he knew how to live. He was a rock star for his time. You know, and it's like... It's the way things are.
3: So, so here's the thing. If you've never heard of channeling, never thought about it. Uh,
2: never had any interest in it, no problem.
3: Yeah, no problem. Because the thing is, the interesting part for me is, you know, a lot of people, they hear this story and they go, oh, my God, really? What But, but what you got to get is after a short amount of time, access moved away from that. It was a way to get the initial information here that didn't exist in anywhere else you know and gary could have done it you know like i fell asleep and i wrote a book you know or whatever that kind
2: of thing I fell asleep on a park bench and i came out with this book
3: <laughs> and, <laughs> whatever. or you know or had to talk with god and wrote this book you know those are other possibilities but yeah. we you know what is it where's the information coming from probably some from a similar place of awareness of what's possible beyond this reality so in a very short amount of time
2: Access moved away from channeling, but Gary will tell you more about that. Yeah, it was like literally it's like I I you know I did the channeling and I did access from a channeled point of view. And I started, you know, doing the bars and that kind of stuff because that was what was given to me as the information that had to be done. I did that and I set all this set all this information there to make it happen. And you know, it's like I'm going, okay, fine, we'll get there. But wait, wait. you got to
3: get how this actually occurred. Okay, Gary starts channeling because, you know, it's... It's cool. It's cool. It's in Vogue where he right? And and also is a way of getting information. Seems to be contributing to people. They get information they can't seem to get any other way. And so this guy calls that Gary had been channeling for, and he says, hey, will you do a massage?
2: We do a guided massage for me. And Gary's but he like... They said, would you like to come to New York and do some channeling? And I said, okay, ah, fine. Got gotcha. you. And then he, after I got there, he goes, okay, so I'd like you to do a guided massage. <laughs> and I went, uh, uh-huh. uh, so do I get to keep my eyes closed? Do I have to touch your body? Do I get to keep my clothes on? And do you pay me? And he said, oh, yeah, it's just for my massage therapist. You tell her what to do. And I went, oh, okay, fine. So I started channeling this information that was part of the bars and the first elements of it and how to get it and make it better. And so we we did all the points of it and the possibilities of it, and we started delivering this information. So at the the end of the session, we go out to lunch, and I'm sitting there waiting for the guy to order. We're at a deli. He goes up, and he's ordering for us. And, And it's like, while I'm sitting there, it was like, boom, this is a class, you dummy. And I went, okay, it's a class. I get that. Boom, this is a class, you dummy. Now, it's like in all the time I've been channeling, I'd never gotten hurt. But this was like somebody dropped an anvil between my ears, uh, twice. And I, I, so I said, I'll do it. I'll do it as soon as I get home. Just give me a break. So I waited, and I went back. And when I was, you know, it's like I got home, and I called up three friends, and I said, I'm doing a class. On what? E-e-e-e- energy work? How long is it? E-e-e-e- three nights? And how much are you charging? E-e-e-e- $75? it's like, I didn't know what I was doing. I had no clue what I was doing.
3: And all of those things were questions. They weren't answers. You just knew you had to do the class. See, and that right there is an example of what we do in Access, but also how it started from its very roots, which was, you know what? Here we are. I know I've got to do this. I'm not sure how. I'm not sure how this is going to show up. Need to do it. And I need to be in the question of how I'm going to get to the next step. And it's kind of like this, you know, being in a, in this room where you can't see clearly and, you know, you just have to take a step. So you have to question how to get
2: there. I just realized something. What's that? You know, it's like the majority of the world only does question if they're in pain. So true. So it's like apparently I was very much like everybody else. It's like only by giving me pain could they get me to pay attention and right. do something. I was only going to change what pain indicated I had to change. Not yeah. good because I could. Yeah, exactly.
3: And that's the... Wow. That is so true. I mean, that's where most people function from in relationship to question. It's like I'll just keep doing exactly what I'm doing until
2: it hurts too much to do it anymore. Wow. So I did those. You know, It's like I did the first classes I did with my eyes closed, not seeing a thing, just you know, showing people what to do. And then I realized, okay, it's like if I'm going to teach classes in this, I have to be able to do it. So I started learning it too. And I started, I took the tapes and I listened to the tapes that I had and I followed the sequence and did the stuff. Actually, yeah.
3: What happened was the way Gary tells it usually is that what happened was he was actually doing these classes, and he thought, you know, cool, this is great, and he's like, cool, I'll get to channel my way through all this. This is awesome. And well, that was
2: actually later, though. Really? Yeah, that wasn't in the beginning. Huh? I and, thought I go
3: on finish. Well, no, and then and then at one point he was in the middle of a class, and they left in the middle of class. Yeah. And the him I'm laughing, and they're like, ha ha ha, get to work. Yeah. In other words, this is not this is not where you give up your power. This is not where you give up your awareness, dude. You got to figure out what you know. We were just here to open the door, now get your butt to work. And so literally access has continued and grown from there, but literally Gary had to listen to the tapes of him delivering these classes to learn how to do it. Yeah.
2: And I learned how to do it, and it's like the first thing is an energy pull, and you put your hand behind the person's head. And you put your fingers on their third eye and you pull energy through their body and out the top of your head. And I did this and I'm sitting there going, okay, anything happening? And finally after, you know, three or four minutes of doing this, I go, okay, so how does that feel? Because it's like, I didn't feel anything. I couldn't tell the difference between body heat and energy for caramy sakes. And then I went down to the feet, did the same. You know, and the person said to me, if you pull any harder, you're going to pull me out of my body. And I went, oh, okay. And I went down to their feet, and I stood there for a few minutes, and I finally go, okay, so how does that feel? And they go, uh, if you pull any harder, you're going to pull me out of my body. And I go, oh, I must be doing something. And so I started doing the bars, and I started putting my hands on these people's heads, and I'm going, nothing's happening, nothing's happening, nothing's happening. And I had this one lady who came to me, and she goes, okay, so uh, this was her third session or fourth session, I forget. She said, "Okay, so oh, it was a four. and she said, "Okay, so I have to tell you something." I go, "What's that?" And and that morning, by the way, I I woke awakened and I thought, "Oh God, you know, it's time for the men's in the white coats to come and get me because nothing's actually happening here. This is just made up crap, and I'm trying to believe in a channel who I don't even trust." And <laughs> I like that you're willing to have that point of view, though. You know, I mean, yeah. I think it's really
3: part of what. Access is is like you gotta be willing to to go there too. Have yeah. that
2: and not shut yourself off from that too. So, so anyway, you had it, that. Yeah. So I had that and I did it and when I did it, I so, you know, it's like I literally lost funny. the it's like I So she came she to came you. to me and she said, Okay, so I just want you to know that the first time I came to you I had this problem in that I was I I had not been able to I, if I sat for any length of time and I stood up, I would, my pain in my feet would be so hideous that I couldn't walk for the first four steps. Wow. And she said, and here I am doing healing work on people and it's like, I can't even walk. And I'm going, okay, so, uh so what do you want to tell me? Well, it went away after the first time. <laughs> but I didn't tell you because I f- was afraid it might come back. And it's like, Oh, thanks. I'm so glad you told me today because I was going to call the man at the nut shop to come and get me. Wow. So on that morning when you really needed to hear that yeah. what you were
3: doing was actually having an effect.
2: Yeah. It's
3: funny. So the lady, after so her first universe session. does
2: the strange thing of providing that for us, which is really weird. Especially when you're willing to receive it.
3: You know, yeah. when, you, when you don't take the concluded point of view that because you feel this way, that's the way it's got to be, the universe does actually show you some totally different possibilities. So... So she came in, and she had had this pain in her, yeah. in her feet for she a long it. time,
2: and it was gone. It was gone. You know, went, you know, it's like I just thought you ought to know. That's was, was so cool. Thanks. I so <laughs> needed to know that today in particular. Because yes. I had literally, I was literally completely hysterical about the fact that I wasn't doing anything and that I was just being delusional about this stuff working. Wow. And proof
3: that it actually does work. Yeah, You know, the interesting thing is two things I'd like to say before we go to break, we've got a break coming up here in a couple of minutes, is that, number one, the fact that the bars are actually this channeled information that came through when you were channeling for the guy's massage therapist, the thing that I realized about that was it's information that doesn't come from here. Yeah. It's information that doesn't come from inside the box of this reality. It's from outside the box of this reality, and it's a way to have the space that you would have if you were no longer compressed by all the judgments, thoughts, feelings, points of view, and all that stuff that you use to make you heavy here. And so didn't come from here, number one. And it's, so it's got a totally different effect than anything else. Number two, the thing about actually moving beyond the Channeling and, and
2: to the possibilities like Well, they gave me no choice. And that's right. the story you told about where they just walked out in the middle of right. class and I had to get to work and they just laughed at me when I said, No, come back, come back. <laughs> come back. Please please come back so I don't have to be here. Don't yes. do this. Yes. You Because know, there are some well known channels in the world at this point, you know. Yes, the, unfortunately, way too many of them that were well known. Uh, you know, I had been to and I thought were great and you know, it's like only after a while did I realize that maybe, maybe there was a different point of view that needed to be had. Yeah, maybe a different point of view and maybe, you know, the
3: awareness that there's something greater that's available. And the other thing is one of the things that you and I have both seen, you know, you talk about the lady with the feet. It's like we have seen so many people who've had their bars run and had a change It was not possible any other way. And so, it, that so our first segment we managed to cover... How we got to bars and and how that actually became part of access and, and let's there, talk
2: about let's after the break let's talk about where it went from there and how and then we can talk about how it got to where it is now.
3: Sounds like a plan. We'll give you some tools along the way. Thanks everybody for being with us on the Access Consciousness Show. We'll be back in just a couple minutes.
4: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com All of life comes to us with ease, joy, and glory. Go to accessconsciousness.com to learn more.
3: Hey everybody, this is Dr. Dane here, and I would like to invite you to an adventure in being. I've just written and finished a new book known as Being You, Changing the World. Are you one of those dreamers? One of those people who's always known that other possibilities should be available but haven't yet been able to see them be created? Well, I wrote this book for you. Are you willing to be one? Check out a copy of my new book, Being You, Changing the World. I invite you to go to beingyoubook.com for a free gift.
0: Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to Access Consciousness. To join in on the discussion today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. It's Gary. And Dane. Welcome
3: forward back to the Access Consciousness show on Voice America. Yeah. Well, we're talking about the roots of access. We're giving you a little access history. It's a if rooty you will. toot
2: toot of access. Rooty toot toot. Okay, good. Exactly. I kind of like that. Okay. Tootie fruity. So it's like, so literally, it's like in this class, as Dane said, it's like they just stepped out and were gone. And they laughed as they left, saying, get to work. And I'm going, no,
1: no, I don't wanna.
2: And it's like, <laughs> so I had to get to work. And it's like when I, get, when I finally did that, and it's like the one thing I'd learned is because of my lack of feeling, I'd learned to ask questions because of because of my need to like know that what I was doing was real, I asked questions and it's like, and I was always trying to gain more awareness about what was going on, and that's really the purpose of all questions is they should give you awareness and the, a whole lot of the world doesn't do a question from the point of view of. Awareness, they do it from the point of view of answer. If you get the right answer, then everything will work right. Right. And That's not a point of view I had, nor a point of view I have. I was always trying to find out. I always ask questions because I wanted to know what else I didn't know. It's like, so the purpose for me was always to gain awareness, regardless of where I was asking questions, in school or any other time. So here I am. uh, They step out, they go away, and I have to start with, okay, so what's going on for you guys? You know, did I have any idea what was going on? Hell no. And did you have any idea how to get to where you knew it was possible to go? Hell no. Not cognitively. But the only thing I did know how to do is ask questions. And that's a beautiful
3: thing because basically in that you learn to follow the energy. Yeah. Because you didn't have anything else available. No. And the fact that they did it in the middle of a class I think is so brilliant because it forced you to the place where you had yeah. to be in the question because well, you can't just say, hey, guys, they left so we can't,
2: we have to stop class now. But – Those are two of the things that I learned. It's like, you know, people change only when they're, you know, when they're in pain. And, you know, it's like, so it's like you have to apply pain to make yourself change. And, and that you have to be in question and go with what you don't know or do something and keep following the energy.
3: Well, and that's the beauty of it is you learn to keep following the energy. And and I got to say from that moment, that was where the the beauty of access came along. I mean the, that, and that is what access has been ever since is actually a continuous following of the energy, continuous changing based on being in the question continuously. You know, and there are people out there that tell you don't ask questions. And I say, well, how are you ever going to access what you know if you don't ask questions? See, the thing is a question always empowers an answer disempowers. What most people are doing is looking for the right answer but then they're stuck. You know, there's so many people in the world who had a job as the right answer or who had their relationship as the right answer. And now, because they haven't continued to change, that job is, is, a, is a hellhole for them. You know, it's someplace they don't like to be. It's not something that's expanding their life. They haven't questioned, is relationship really
2: what I, want to, what I want to have as my future? Yeah, and that's
3: the thing is when you question. See, it's like what most people are doing is they're walking down a long, long road. You know, they're headed in one direction because that's where they decided they need to go. It's like they've been walking so long they've worn a rut like a Grand Canyon so there are these walls to the left and the right and they can't see over, can't see through, can't see between, can't see any other choice. When you ask a question, it's like these doors open to the left and right and they have space and light and other possibilities behind them that you never saw before. Well, Gary got introduced to this really quickly. <laughs> yeah,
2: really quickly. And realize literally, this all occurred, the whole thing occurred within about six months of going from it's really channeled in cool and metaphysical to who the hell are you? And what do you know? Right. And it was very, you know, it was a very difficult place to recognize that I really uh, had to be in the question because I had no clue where to go. But the one thing I'd learned in everything else I'd done in my entire life. Is people always know what's true for them. Yeah. And that's one of the, what's that thing that we have on there on access? I empowering people to know that they know? Yeah, that. It's like, what is that thing called? I forget. Uh, our Tagline? A, see, uh, now that
3: you said it, I went into your head. Now I don't know either. Okay, damn.
2: Yeah, shucks.
3: Okay. Oh, well. Between us, one That thing that we say yeah. that you know, access is about, one of the big things access is about is empowering you to know that you know. Sort of our tagline are... Yeah. <laughs> Or whatever that is.
2: Yeah, Some of means. you out there
3: are thinking it right now, and you're like, I want to give it to you. I'm putting it in your head, and we're not getting it, so we apologize. Okay, sorry.
2: So anyway, we're not as psychic as we should be. Right.
3: Or something. So it's truly about yeah. empowering you to know that you know. So from this first class,
2: it's like or from not this the, first class, yeah, from, from this class. From this point, it's like I went, okay, i got to ask questions. So I'd ask the people, okay, so what's up? What's up for you? What's going on? And they would start to tell me, and I'd notice that certain things would have more energy on them, more charge on them, whatever you want to call it. So you'd have this sense; they yeah. would say it, and it yeah. would have a different sort it of. Have, it's like, like the a best zing way in I can your describe world. it. It would be like a zing in my world. It's like, like almost like a bell went off in my head. Pay attention to this. Right. And so I began to pay attention to what people were saying and started to listen. And luckily, I'd spent a whole lot of my years learning to listen because that was one of the things that I'd done forever is learn to listen. And I don't know who taught me that. I don't remember. But I did find out that if you learn to listen, you'll find out things. Oh, I remember. It was because I was told not to talk. And I was told that listening is more important than talking because if you listen, you'll find out what nobody wants to tell you. Went, what? It's like, and it turned out to be true. Wow. Cause like when you listen, people will say the darndest things because they don't realize you're listening. And they don't speak from listening to their own words. They speak from not listening to their own yeah, words. Yeah, exactly. And wow. when you finally realize, oh, I got a different choice than everybody else because I'm willing to listen, a whole lot of other things open up. Now people said, oh, well, you're just you know, you're just watching body language or listening to body language. Well, actually, no, I wasn't. And it's like, but there's this whole universe about how you're supposed to be or how it's supposed to look or what's supposed to happen. It's about how you listen, what you do, what it's supposed to be like. And I didn't realize that, that I had learned that art of listening. But literally, I, I could hear when people had something that was the issue that they needed to handle. And I was quite surprised that so much was available that I hadn't even realized from that alone. And that's and that was the beginning of the listening for those words that read. And then I started well, that, developing processes.
3: So you said you listen for the words that read. And that's one of the things that I noticed when I came to my first class with you. Actually, the first session I did with you was it was like I would say one thing and you would say, wait, stop. And you say, say that again. What did you just say? And I'd say it again. And I could feel in my own world where that was the place that was sort of where the. The boulder was in the dam, so to speak, or where the boulder was on the road of my life, getting in the way. it's like I could perceive it too when you said it, but before you said it, I was just blindly saying these words, or so I thought, yeah, but in actuality, I was giving you clues to what was what was actually going on where I was sticking myself, yeah, so you having that awareness, and then I saw you do it in a class, and I saw you work with people, and they'd go blah 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 blah, and you go what?" And like I could start to perceive those moments where they would say that one thing that was sticking them. But the difference is I think there are people that are that are certain people are really phenomenal listeners like you trained yourself to be from the time you were a kid that actually can have an awareness of this. And I've seen other people have an awareness of. That, but they don't. The difference is they don't have the tools to change it. Uh-uh. So you were talking about the processing. So you were. So how did that come about? Because that's one of the big things that we use to change things for people. The processing came about
2: from asking the questions. Oh, that again. And <laughs> then right. I would go, okay. So what's going to take to change this? And okay, I go, so you'd so be the question. So, what's it going to yeah.
3: take to change this
2: thing? This person just talked yeah. to me about. Gotcha. And it's like, and from that, I go, okay, so. What would you have to be or do different for this to change, or something that simple? Right. And it's like, and then this big change would occur, and I go, "Oh my God, that's amazing!" Right. And and so I began to I began to develop the the hmm. pieces of it, the pocket and pod, and all the other parts of it over time as ways to stimulate that situation so it would change more. Because you okay, so
3: what... Let- so all of these are ways to stimulate the situation so it would change more yeah, and give people more change more quickly, more completely also, yeah. which is how the pieces of the clearing statement came about. Yeah, And maybe we'll talk about that in a minute too. But I, one of the things I want to point out is what you were being is you were being in the question the whole yeah. time. In other words, somebody would say something like, oh, um, I'm overweight. And you wouldn't go to... The typical point of view that's out there in the world, which is, oh, well, it's
2: protection. See, one of the things that I had found is that a lot of that stuff that they kept saying, it's like it wouldn't, you know, about it was protection. And, I, and so I'd ask the question, are you protecting yourself? And there'd be no charge on that. Right. And the person goes, of course I must be. Because everybody says that's what you do when you have weight. Yeah, and so people I even go, walk around uh, saying that they are yeah. because they've heard that they're supposed to be or yeah. read that they're supposed to be. And it's like, and I would ask, okay, so that's not quite reading as true for you. So what is it really? Because you had this first, this questioning that you were. The boing in my head that said, this isn't reading.
3: Right, because you had gotten to that awareness of that boing of that energy when it read or didn't, when it was actually something that was involved in creating this limitation or when it wasn't, you actually had a totally different skill set than anybody else on the planet pretty much. In other words, you were willing to to yeah, look from a what? totally different
2: place by being in the and question. Until this very moment, I never saw it as a totally different skill set. Wow. Until this very moment when you said that, I went, oh, my God, that is a totally different skill set. I never considered it a totally different skill set. I assumed it was what everybody could do. Wow.
3: Wow. That would also explain why you'd look at other people and think that they could do what you could do. Yeah. And not want, not get why they wouldn't. But I think part of that has been brilliant because you're the only person I've ever met who created any whatever technique movement modality way of creating change that truly desired people to become greater than you. Yeah. Who like truly not not the lip service that a lot of people oh you should become your greatness yes except if you start approaching them they will cut your knees out from under you. I've been around so many people like that which is why I had basically given up on, you know, searching for things at a certain point because I'd had so many people where I'd get close to where they were in awareness and they would then have to cut my knees out from under me. Gary doesn't. That's another uniqueness in his world. Well, it's part of what allows access many, to be. I had
2: done. I had the same thing done to me too many times. I thought, you know what? I will never do that to anybody. That's just so wrong. And it's like I had a guy who told me that I was just trying to you. I was trying to help him grow his business. And it's like, and he said, you're just using me to make yourself to aggrandize yourself. I looked at that wow. and i like, no, I'm not. That's not true for me. Because the one thing I had learned over time is what's true makes you feel light. What's a lie makes you feel heavy. And it's like, that didn't make me feel light to think that I was trying to self-aggrandize myself by using his name. And it wasn't true. Well, and what it actually was, I mean, I know the
3: story that you're talking about. I know the person you're talking about. And you were actually genuinely trying to gift to the guy Because he saw the value of what he could offer other people. I saw
2: what he had given to others, and I saw how great he'd been and I wanted to give something back. You know, it's like money wasn't enough. I wanted to give something that I really could give that would be, you know, like a contribution to growing his business and making things better. Right. And and he didn't want it, and I didn't ask whether he wanted it. I assumed he would want it. So that's part of the reason I learned to ask questions too. Because of that assumption and because how well that it doesn't
3: work, and how well it went wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's. So I would just want to say this thing about this skill set again, because it, it is so fundamental to where we've been able to go. Because we've created. You know, we don't talk about most of what we've created and as the change in people's lives, because we don't want to self-aggrandize. Number one, and number two, the change you get truly is up to you. But we have seen people healed of anything you want to be healed
2: Cancer, of, Cancer, HIV. You know. I mean, we have
3: seen people's total lives change from, from being so depressed that they don't even want to wake up to actually, start, to actually creating a life and being happy and thrilled to do so. I mean, we've seen some of the most amazing things on a, such a consistent basis. And it started really with Gary beginning to ask questions, having that awareness of when something actually matched the energy or not. In other words, when it had this pop to it where it was like this is part of contributing to this limitation – and then also him looking for the tools for how he could really, truly change it. And I know before I came to Access 13 years ago, and I guess we'll get into that in the next segment, um, what happened, what I used to do is I used to look to be able to go back, and I used to do it with visualization, go back to the point of creation of where I'd created a limitation or where other people would when I'd work with them and try to get to it. And I found that the further I could go back to where the actual point of the creation of that limitation was, that I could actually unlock it.
2: What kind of tools do you use to go back there?
3: The visualization was all I had at the time. But I was actually, without realizing it, I was actually following the energy, kind of like you're talking about, about getting that energetic pop of when it actually relates and when it contributes and when unlocking that particular thing will actually undo the limitation. And so it was interesting to come along to Access and find that you had a way to do it that would go back to all of time that has ever existed whether yeah. the limitation was created last week or 100 billion years ago, and it would unlock with equal ease and unlock everything from that point.
2: And you wouldn't have to spend hours or days or weeks or months and write stuff down and oh you know hit gosh. yourself over the head with with a you know a slug pillow or whatever. exactly.
3: Well, yeah. I remember being. And so let's talk about how the clearing statement evolved too. And yeah. in the next segment, because we'll be going to break here really quickly. But the one thing that I wanted to say was that that awareness, that thing of One of the awarenesses I had when I first came to my first access class was we had done one point of creation on something, the right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and in its form that it was then. And I looked at that and I went, oh my gosh, prior to access, that would have taken me 45 minutes to an hour and a half to get to, to clear one, and we just cleared 10 in that exact same time. And I realized, okay, this is truly a way to create dynamic change for people that are interested so on that note, thanks for listening to the anthology, the, uh, or not the anthology, the, what is it? The history of access? The etymology. We'll be, the etymology. We will be back in a couple minutes and tell you the rest. Thanks, thanks everybody.
4: Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the voice America empowerment channel, voice,
3: Are you willing to be one? Check out a copy of my new book, Being You, Changing the World. I invite you to go to beingyoubook.com for a free gift.
4: When you're pondering the big questions like, is there more than this? How can I have a happy relationship? What would it take to like my body? And how do I make more money? Where do you go for information and tools? Check out the online store at accessconsciousness.com. facilitators who teach local classes on a variety of subjects. AccessConsciousness.com, your one-stop shop for tools to assist you in changing your life. All of life comes to us with ease, joy and glory. Go to AccessConsciousness.com to learn more.
1: What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change.
0: Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to Access Consciousness. To join in on the discussion today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody,
2: or welcome forward, or welcome, welcome. whatever. Welcome. It's Gary. And Dane.
3: And, uh, okay. And here we so, are, back with, you know, here we with are. Access Consciousness. Right. And it's interesting because we're getting some insights as we're talking to you about you know where this stuff came from. And we created this show because we had so many people ask us recently for some reason, where did this stuff come from? How did it evolve? How you know what was the history? And and yeah. there's so and much like, history. I, to I it. don't like talking about
2: the history. I know. And I don't like telling any of this stuff. I know. It's like, this is actually the first time that I put it in a codifiable system. I tell little bits and pieces periodically. So that I can just move on because it's like my point of view is the history doesn't matter. It's what you can create. right now. It's what you can create today and tomorrow, not what you created in the past. Because if you look to the past as your source of creation, you can't create a future. And I want to create a future.
3: So that's another one of the points of view of access. But so check this out. So armed with this question, this awareness about energy, and armed with this awareness that what's true makes you feel lighter and the light makes you feel heavier and then asking the question, because asking the question of, okay, what would I have to be or do different to change this? And what's it going to take to change this? Out of that, the clearing statement
2: actually evolved. Yeah. You want to? And the clearing statement started out, can we just, you know, it's like it started out with, we destroy and uncreate that. And the person would go, yes. And I go, okay, nothing's happening. And because at the time I was trying to feel the energy in the person's body, And, you know, it's like I went, okay, something's missing here. What's missing? What What do I need to do different? And I went, okay, can you destroy and uncreate all that? And they go, yes. And I go, okay, can you? Can you means you could, will you? Will you destroy and uncreate it all? Yes. So will you go to the point of creation of that? Yes. And it's like, and finally they would go, okay, I can do it. And I will destroy it. I thought there's got to be an easier way. And, yeah, because that, yeah. Required, that required a lot of sort of work. I, I don't know Well, It started, like, required a lot of work on their behalf as well as mine because they had to be willing to look at something from a different place. They had to be willing to sort of like figure out yeah. what, you know, it's like they had to look at it and sort of figure it out rather than being able to choose. What, and the and, one thing I knew they should just be able to choose not to have the problem. So
3: with that awareness that they should be able to choose. It's like that's where access is at this point, or since the clearing statement evolved, it's like they just have to be willing to make a different choice. And then the consciousness that you that they are, that we activate that whatever that you call upon, basically. Yeah. Well basically is who what you're you are is with what
2: the clearing statement. You're calling calling on the consciousness of them throughout all time, space, dimensions, and reality to make a choice that's different than the one they made that locked them up. And so the other thing
3: about that is that without, you, without them having to figure it out in the same way and without you having to figure it out, it opens a door to change thousands of these or hundreds of thousands or maybe more of these points of creation all at once. Yeah, Anything that's creating a contribution to limiting that area in which they're being limited, it opens a door for that to change. And creates that change just by their their willingness to choose it. They're like, hey, I'd like to make a different choice now. And the thing about destroy and uncreate, a lot of times, you know, I'll say to people, will you please destroy and uncreate that now? And they look at me and they're like, I don't want to destroy. Well, here's what we're doing. See, you can't destroy the being that you are. You can't can't destroy destroy consciousness. Exactly. And so what we're doing is we're asking you to destroy. In other words, undo the structure of limitation that you've created And uncreate, meaning take your creative energy out of that structure of limitation. Stop putting your creative energy into destroying you and allow it to be a creative energy for you in your life. Because whether you know it or not, it's the energy that you have available, the energy that you are, that is the creation or the destruction of whatever it is that's going on for you. Like when you wake up and you're in a really great mood and you feel really creative, that's a totally different energy than when you wake up and you're in a crappy mood and you just want to kick people. Really? It is. No, it's different. Honest. I never noticed. I know. It's weird. And so the thing is, when you wake up and you're in one of those crappy moods, it's like that, we have the capacity to change it. So so you were talking about, you asked if they would go to the point of creation. It's like,
2: yeah. And it's like, will you, you, know, will you go to the point of creation? They go, yes. And so will you destroy and create all that? No. What? Right. Why not? Well, it's like, I don't want to destroy anything. Well, it's like, so if you don't destroy anything, what's the one person you'll destroy when you don't destroy anything? Right. And they go, what? I said, do you realize that you're the person that gets destroyed when you don't destroy what limits you? Wow. So what we were
3: asking them for is to destroy and uncreate what limited them. Yeah. And after a while, people finally started to get it because they realized that they would get lighter. Yeah. So... So the current statement was initially what?
2: Uh, gosh, I forget. The original current statement it was, was
3: well. I remember when it was I came about along. Three
2: pages long.
3: Yeah, and that's the thing. When I came along, it had been shortened to right and wrong, good and bad, pockfip shorts, boys and beyond. Right and wrong, good and bad, all four, Fip shorts, boys and beyonds. Yeah. And Fip was point of creation of the thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Immediately, immediately preceding, preceding
2: anything that you decide. Anything,
3: yeah, immediately preceding your decision to lock this thing in place in the first place. And so we realized that there was this point of creation where you would lock, you know, create something that was a limitation. We also realized there was a point of destruction at one point, and this was after I came along, because I came along about 13 years ago, and we, Gary had already had the clearing statement. He already had the bars. He already had all kinds of body processes that
2: literally these processes you can Yeah, work one with, of the great gifts you gave me. What's that? Was the awareness of the destructive energies. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. What are you talking about there, dude? Well, it's like there were a whole <laughs> lot of people who, you know, kept telling me how because of you, you were going to destroy access. I know, isn't that awesome? Because you were too young, you were too green, you didn't have enough fixed points of view, and you made too many jokes. Yeah. <laughs> And I had too much fun. And, well, it's like jokes were fun. You don't don't have fun when you do serious metaphysical stuff. Yes,
3: exactly. And And
2: they wanted to keep it in the metaphysical realm. Right. And when I realized that there was this energy, which was the negative energy. Negative energy is not... Negative energy is a destructive energy. And these people were talking about you as a negative energy, which was not the way I perceived you at all. And... You know, it's like, and I saw you contributing things, other people didn't. One of the things that happened when Dane came along, it's, it's like there was another guy who was involved in Access at the same time. The two of them came along, and I used to travel with, you know, two boys would travel, and I was being their mentor. And so they would sleep in one bed, and I'd sleep in the other. And, you know, it's like, and we'd stay in the same room. And they would keep me up till two o'clock in the morning asking me questions about stuff about access.
3: It was awesome. I got to tell you, man, it's like talking to somebody who you could ask them any question and they could tap into this universe of awareness by being the question and just talk to you about every, it was amazing. It was like, it was like sitting at the, at the foot of Aristotle, you know, or Plato or Socrates I and wish. sitting there. <laughs> it was just friggin' cool. I
2: got to tell you. So, so yeah, so these guys would keep me up till 2 o'clock in the morning. And I'd finally go, okay, guys, i got to go to sleep now. i got to get up at 6 o'clock to, you know, be there for class. So we'd go to sleep, and, you know, several, you know, it's like about six hours later, we'd get up, and everybody would take showers and get ready, and, and we'd go to class, and they'd sleep all day.
3: Yes, and this guy who was twice our age, literally almost, he would work all day long, and then we'd do it again. And he'd stay up till 2 in the morning. We'd get up at 7. We'd go. And this other guy and I would sleep all day. And we did this continuously. We did this for weeks on end. And, you know, finally at one point we looked and we went, Jesus, Gary, how is it that you can do this? And we realized there's an inexhaustible supply of energy if we're willing to have it. But also because Gary's basically got no point of view about anything, no judgments about anything. It's this place where you can have all the energy available. He was actually, and truly, he was the living embodiment of what we talk about in Access where everything can exist and nothing is judged. I mean, you could come to him and tell him the worst thing you've ever done and there'd be not a whit of judgment in his world. Now, it's interesting because I've done this, you know, talked to other people and seen how other people have told others something that was near and dear to their heart, something they'd been judging themselves for, and the person acted like they had no judgment, while well, underneath the surface were huge judgments. With this and with Gary, with I, with I, with Gary and with I, even though I don't speak proper English anymore, it's like literally you can come to us. And it was this amazing thing to see uh, somebody who you could take any of your dirty laundry to and they would have absolutely no judgment of you. They just look to empower you to see how you could change it. So, all in, so here Gary is, he's going along. And he gets to this place and he feels like, you know what, nobody is listening to me. I just want to freaking get out of here. How long is it going to take for somebody to hear me? And he hears three years. And literally, like three years later, I got to a place, and this was about 13 years ago.
2: Yeah, this is where Dane showed up in my life. And it was so funny because one of the things he did is he goes, okay, so... uh, all right, so uh so uh, you know, I want you know it's like he had he had read Shannon's you know ad in the paper, which's been the tiniest ad ever put in you know she did, she spent six dollars and seventy nine cents to put this ad in the paper. All of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory with you know call Shannon,
3: yeah, and I literally I hated that friggin ad, and I crumpled up the paper and threw it away, and the paper comes out once a week in Santa Barbara, and I saw the ad the following week. all of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory, call Shannon. So I called Shannon because I was so angry at the ad again. And I said, what are you doing? She said, oh, all kinds of stuff. And literally, I had made the demand. I said, universe, you've got six months, literally, two weeks before making this call. I said, universe, you've got six months or I'm killing myself. I'm tired of looking for things that feel to try to change my life that don't create lasting change. I'm tired of feeling good when I leave a weekend workshop. And then by Wednesday morning, hating everything again. And it feels even worse and so literally I went and I had my bars run by her and I never contemplated killing myself again. This one session, I remember leaving my chiropractic office cause that's where she came to do the bars and looking up and going, Oh my God, has it always been this beautiful. And literally the last 13 years has been an ongoing creation of the possibilities for that
2: beauty expanding all the time. And so so you know, you came along, and it's like literally some of the some of the people went into judgment, and that's when judgment got added to everything. We began to realize that judgment is the nail you put in your coffin to kill yourself. Yeah, it's everything that stops your life, makes your life not work, makes everything bad. And so we started going into judgment as a major source of the limitations of life. At that point, and when but he says nice to you,
3: and when he says going into judgment, what he means is going into unlocking judgment. So that's the... Yeah, we don't like to live in judgment. Yeah, we'd rather not live in judgment, thank you very much. But it's truly about unlocking judgments. And that was where Gary and I started working together. And within about a few months, I actually started um, working with Access. And within a really short amount of time after coming to Access, I looked at it and I realized, you know what? This is actually creating all the changes I wanted to create as a chiropractor. The reason I became a chiropractor Because I saw that there was a possibility for creating miracles beyond what anybody else was talking about. And I was frustrated and disappointed because I didn't see those miracles showing up in my practice. Well, I didn't realize I didn't have the tools at the time. I started adding these tools to it, and it started changing everything. Well, within a few months, Gary actually asked for a session in my office. I hadn't met him. I'd been getting sessions from his stepdaughter, Shannon. And I said, who created this? And she went, oh, my stepdad. And I went, Really? I want to meet him. Where does he live? And she went, oh, here in Santa Barbara. We were in Santa Barbara at the time. And literally, he came, and I did a session on him, and
2: I was standing 15 feet away from him at one point. I mean, at that time, I I had done network chiropractic, and I said, look, it doesn't level, you know, level one and two don't work on me. Go to to level three. And he goes, oh, I've uh, just started that course. and I Meaning? He's
3: lying. I was. I had no idea what the heck to do. And I was like, and he looked at me and went, look, with absolutely no judgment. He said, look, ask my body what it wants. Follow the energy. You I will knew know. he could do that. And he said, you'll know what to do. And he was the first person in my life that ever told me I would know what to do. And literally, I'm standing 15 feet away from him. My hand's not touching him at all, 15 feet away, of course. And he's flopping on the table like a fish. And I was like, oh, my God, what's going on? Well, he got up after that session and he went, wow, that's phenomenal. And I didn't and realize for it. For me,
2: I walked in knowing I was dying. And I didn't mind the dying part. That was okay. What I didn't want is the suffering part of it. So I wanted him to ease the pain so I could get on with it and last until it was over. And apparently what I had done instead changed my life, the little <laughs> creep. stop the dying process. Yeah. He's still here and it's I, been 13 I years. I sat up and I went, oh, fuck i'm going to live and, and it's like <laughs> i looked at him and I went please god can i have him
3: and we've been working together pretty yeah. much ever since but please know. so we wanted to give you this little etymology this little history and basically it's like this you know we've been functioning from the question to create everything that is access and you and when you come do. to access yeah and still do and we'll always continue to and you come and you have a secret something you know that nobody else knows When you give it up, when you give up that secret and you unlock that piece of reality, that piece of the world, it sets everybody else free too. So we love it when you come to Access and you're a singer and you have some mathematical formula in your head for unlocking, you know, Parkinson's. I mean, we've literally seen these kinds of things show up. But it's a continuous question on our part and a continuous looking for how does it get any better than this and a continuous creation of greater possibilities.
2: So, there you go, folks. and Welcome to our world where life is about the possibilities and the question and listening to find out what you know that you've always known you knew. And I always tell people when they come to Access, Access is not something you've not known. It's just the way it was codified so you can hear it now and it's always just what you knew. And You've always known it and it's always yours, which is why it's not mine and why I might be... The mouth of access, and day might be the face of access, or the butt of access, I'm not sure, but uh, whatever it is, there you go folks, welcome to our world, where all things are possible. And what of you truly being you,
3: are the gift and the change this world requires. And you are. And please know, you, continuing to look, continuing to search, are the gift that changes everything. So we hope you'd enjoyed this show. We hope, we hope it answered the questions for those of us who are asking for this sort of history etymology. We really uh, have avoided giving this before, and I don't know why, because like Gary said, it's not, not relevant to us, the past. It's just the present and the future that we can create. So thank you for being with us. We look forward to being with you next time on the Axis Consciousness Show. Until then, welcome to our world.
0: Bye-bye